0: Seperula brante kete rabenasha parada karada saprindo salaman de kerora ratine meshele verekata lekero labrante brante regesh in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for this moment of glory. We are grateful for your words. We are grateful for your increase, we are grateful for your breakthroughs. And So Father, I thank you for this very moment of glory. We thank you for the many lives you are blessing, even through this particular podcast. Lord, I'm grateful in the name of Jesus, thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' mighty name, take charge, Lord. Speak unto us your word. I am conscious. I'm blessed to be a blessing. And I'm worth hearing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I make eternal deposits in the hearts of my hearers. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. So wherever you are hearing me from, it's an honor to have you, and I believe you'll be blessed by today's meeting. We are talking about understanding Christ. Understanding Christ. Understanding Christ. Okay, let's go the book of Ephesians chapter 4 verse 20. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 20. From the King James Version, it says that, By ye have not so learned Christ. By ye have not so learned Christ. Does this suggest that Christ is a whole subject to be studied? He says, ye have not so learned Christ. Simply means that Christ is a subject that we need to consider a subject to be studied. Then you ask yourself, what then is Christ? What is Christ? When you read from the Passion Translation, he says but this is not but this is not the way of life that Christ has unfolded within you Verse 21 if you have really experienced the anointed one and heard his truth it will be seen in your life for we know that the ultimate reality is embodied in Jesus. He says we know that the ultimate reality is embodied in Jesus. This that the apostle wrote is a whole mystery on its own. Now this book of Ephesians was written by Paul when he was in prison and the mysteries and the riches of this book are far beyond imagination. Now, the King James says, If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. ye have not so learned Christ. Now, what, is, what then is Christ and what then? Is Jesus. Now understand that Christ, before Christ has ever lived, Christ has lived before from the ancient times, from the beginning of all things, was Christ. When John spoke in the book of John, chapter 1, verse 1, and he said that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was God. He was not talking about Jesus. What then was he talking about? He was talking about Christ. But is there a difference between Christ and Jesus? Yes, there is a difference. The difference between Christ and Jesus is that, now understand, that before Christ manifested on the earth, there was no one, there was no creation called Jesus. Jesus never existed until Mary gave birth to Jesus, but Christ existed before. So, now, in understanding this, you will notice that Jesus is the vessel. Jesus is the vessel in which Christ dwells. We will consider him as the vehicle of Christ. When was the first time Jesus appeared on the scene? He appeared on the scene when Mary gave birth to him. But before then, he already existed as Christ. So Ephesians 4 verse 20 is saying that you have not so learned Christ. If so be that you have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. The Passion Translation says that if we know that the ultimate reality is embodied in Jesus. There is the ultimate reality. This ultimate reality is embodied in Jesus. The embodiment, Jesus is the embodiment of the reality of Christ. So, christ was within him he was the ultimate the ultimate reality which is christ was embodied in a vessel called jesus and that is why we understand why the holy ghost chooses his ways carefully have you noticed that throughout Scripture you will never see anywhere in the book of John, uh, Matthew to John, you will never see anywhere that you 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 find the, the expression Christ Jesus. You should take your time and check from the book of Matthew to John. the four Gospels, you will never see any expression Christ Jesus. Why? But as soon as you enter into the book of Acts, you will see the expression Christ Jesus. This is because in those moments That is what Ephesians is describing, he says the ultimate reality was embodied in Jesus. He was embodied. So when you meet him, you meet Jesus before you meet Christ which was indwelling in him. That ultimate reality was encapsulated in the vessel called Jesus. So when you meet him, you meet Jesus before you meet Christ which was inside of him. So reading, when you read Matthew chapter 1 verse 1, a quick review, Matthew 1 verse 1, it says that the book of the generation of Jesus Christ. The son of David, the son of Abraham. The book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. When you go to Matthew chapter 16 and the verse 20, it says that then charged he his disciples that they should not, they should tell no man that he was jesus the christ he charged his disciples that they should tell no man that he is jesus the christ so you meet jesus before you meet the christ which was indwelling on the him on on the inside of him why are we interested in this kind of knowledge it's because when we begin to understand this reality we will begin to now appreciate our state now in this state that we, we belong to now now after resurrection we see something interesting happens acts chapter 19 the verse number four. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 19, verse 4. It says, Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of, of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him, which should come after him, that is on Christ Jesus Isn't that beautiful and interesting? So, we never saw Christ Jesus mentioned in the book of in the book of John, Matthew to John. But as soon as we enter the book of Acts, we see Christ Jesus being mentioned. Why? And this is the mystery behind Before the death of Jesus, Christ was indwelling in him. But when he died, now this Jesus now entered into Christ in resurrection. So that now he, he will be found everywhere. So Christ has become a new place. Christ is a place Christ was the place Jesus said he was going to prepare for us. Christ is a dwelling. It was the place, it's a place where Jesus said he was going to prepare the place for us and where he will be, there we will also be. He was talking about the body of Christ. It was a body he wanted to prepare so that he will come in as the head and we being the body so then what is christ jesus romans chapter 16 the verse number three you remember when when saul took letters to go out there and persecute the churches and were picking people from their houses and persecuting them. Well, the Bible, what did the Bible say? The Bible actually said Jesus, when he spoke from heaven, he said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? He didn't say, why do you persecute my church? He knew that now the church and him has become one body of whom he is the head. So the church Christ, which was in him alone now has become his outer garment, Christ has become the outer garments of which Jesus the Lord wears, of which we are also included. So when the Bible says that God is able to do, for my God is able to supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus, was he talking about he was not talking about uh, the fact that god is able to supply your needs by jesus christ he said by christ jesus so he was not saying that only jesus being in heaven is going to be the one to supply your needs he was also talking about the one christ that you know in your church He was talking about our participation in the body. So, when I give to you, it is Christ that has given to you. Christ will supply your needs by means of the brethren in the church, by means of the brethren that you can see. So, he says that if you want, if you love the God that you cannot see and you hate the brethren that you can see, (laughs) of what value it is how can you say you love God and hate your brother? You are still walking in darkness. Because now we have been included into the Christ. Christ has become a new dwelling place for which we dwell. Paragoshakabana. The book of Romans, chapter 16. Now, Romans 16, verse 3. It says, Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers in Christ Jesus. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers in Christ Jesus. He was talking about his helpers in the ministry. Help us in the body called Christ, of which Jesus is the head, of which the Lord Jesus is the head, and we are part of that body, we have been included into that body, Christ Jesus. Christ lived a long time before Jesus appeared on the scene. He was the one that was in the prophets. When you read the book of 1 Peter, it says that the spirit of Christ, which was in them, it did signify. 1 Peter 1 verse 11 Searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ which was in them did signify when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. There is the sufferings of Christ and the glories that should follow. And he says that the Spirit of Christ was in the prophets. In the prophet of old, there was the spirit of Christ that was in them. And it did signify of the sufferings of Christ. He didn't say the sufferings of Jesus and the glories that should follow. He says the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. He we are also included in the sufferings of Christ. what most people will not want to agree. Especially when you think of only accepting the sufferings of Jesus and ignoring that we were called to also suffer with Him. But a quick clarification. Our sufferings is not a suffering of poverty. It's not a suffering of sicknesses. Those ones Jesus have done it for us, but there is a sufferings that produces glory in us, and that is what the Bible is talking about. It says the, the sufferings of Christ and the glories that you follow. Some of them, in some of these sufferings, will include the sufferings of fastings, the sufferings in the ministry and the glories that should follow. The sufferings of letting go of your own desires and the glories that should follow. The sufferings of letting go of your own ambition and letting go of your own self and the glories that should follow. The sufferings of embracing the will of God and letting your own will die and the suffering and the glories that you follow it. The sufferings of letting go of your own mindset and receiving the mindset of God and the glories that you follow. There is the sufferings of Christ. The sufferings of letting go of your own will and accepting the will of God and the glories that you follow it. There is the sufferings of Christ and the glories that you follow it. There is glory. Do you want to experience and and, and 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 release the glory of God that is within you? You must be hard-pressed. Paul said, We are pressed on every side, yet not perplexed. We 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 we, we he said we, we are struck down but not destroyed. These are the sufferings that was in Christ, the sufferings in Christ, we are hard-pressed to preach the gospel, and he said. And the glories that should follow. There is a glory that will follow. He says, My helpers in Christ Jesus. 24 and go down to verse 24 where we were reading Romans, it says the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Now, Paul now talks about the Lord Jesus Christ. In dealing with Christ and Jesus and now we talk about the Lord Jesus Christ. When we talk about Jesus, we are talking about the experience of the one before he died, of our Lord before he died. Now, when we talk about the Lord Jesus Christ, we are talking about in his resurrected state, as seated as the only potentate, the all wise God who is seated at the right hand of his majesty on high. We address him as the Lord Jesus Christ. And in that place, he is releasing his grace. First Corinthians 1 verse 3 says, Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. So the Lord Jesus Christ himself, he sits in the heaviness, pouring out his grace over his church. And this shows us now, he said, and he was going to prepare a place for us and we've discovered that that place is actually not mansions. It's not, it's not um like physical buildings but that place was christ and that place he he built that place he prepared that place when he resurrected and he when he ascended that was the time he went to prepare that place in christ for us so that we will also be ushered into that place so that where he is in christ we will also be with him in christ Don't think that it was just heaven, like buildings in heaven that he was going to prepare. Because already he has said heaven and earth shall pass away. I believe you are catching this. Verse 17 he says that therefore if any man be in Christ he is a new creation if any man be in Christ therefore if any man be in Christ he is a new creature all things are passed away behold all things are become new 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. Corinthians 5 verse 17. When you read from the Bible in basic English, it says that so if any man is in Christ, he is a new world, he is in a new world. If any man is in Christ, he is in a new world. The old things have come to an end, they have truly become new. Romans chapter 13, verse 14. So Christ is a place that you can find yourself. Romans chapter 13, verse 14. It says, But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and do not give thought to the flesh. Alright, let me read from the King James. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the last thereof. Christ can be one. The Lord Jesus Christ can be one. In that state, when He's he, he has he 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 has taken his place in the body of Christ, in that place we also in Christ we can wear him can put him on. When Christ is put on, it says that if any man is in Christ, it didn't say if any man has Christ in him, the Bible says that Christ in you is the hope of glory. Hope is actually a reserve and it's talking about the glory that has been reserved within you waiting to be unleashed waiting to be released but if any man is in Christ he says he is a new creation the old is gone and the new has come now when I meet you I meet Christ before I meet you. When you walk with a consciousness that your physical body is now a part of the glorious body of the resurrected Christ and that you are deeply rooted into the Christ and that you are, you are submerged in the Christ. Christ now becomes your outer garment of which people meet. There, then there is a certain kind of aura, a certain kind of, a certain kind of aura that, that is seen around you that makes your life different. People begin to notice the difference in your life. After resurrection, we see Christ Jesus and we see the Lord Jesus Christ. So then, what then is the blood of Jesus? Jesus poured out his blood for the remission of sin, for the taking away of the sins of the world. So anytime we we talk about the blood of Jesus. We are talking about the blood that was poured on Calvary. The blood that took away the sins of the world. And now Paul speaks about something else. He says, he also speaks about the blood of Christ. The blood of Christ. Hmm. Why does the Holy Ghost choose his words carefully? Sometimes we 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 begin to assume that everywhere that the Bible says is, is, is just um, like superimposition, but there is a reason why the Holy Ghost uses certain words now. In in the book of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 10 verse 16, Paul says that the cup of blessing which we bless is it not our participation in the blood of Christ. There is the blood of Christ, which is the blood that is running through the entire body of Christ. And anytime we participate in this blood of Christ, we are participating in the very life of the resurrected Christ. That is the life, he says, the life of of the person is in the blood. So there is the life that is at work in the Lord Jesus Christ in his resurrected state. That blood, that life is what is running through the body of Christ. And any time we partake in the Holy Communion and we declare over it that it is the blood of Christ, we are partaking in the very life that is running within the Lord Jesus Christ in His resurrected state. And we imbibe that life within our being. That life begins to operate within us we begin to walk and walk in that particular life and it begins to function in us and it's called the blood of Christ but interestingly the Bible also speaks about the blood of Jesus Christ and anytime it talks about the blood of Jesus Christ about the blood of sprinkling which is from the heavenly sanctum the blood that is sprinkling over us and we we already said that the blood of jesus is for the remission of sins and this blood of jesus christ or the blood of the lord jesus christ which is being poured out is the blood of sprinkling so In the book of um, Hebrews chapter 12, it says, We have come to the blood of sprinkling. When we meet in the heaviness, we come into the blood of sprinkling. The blood that speaketh better things than the blood of Abel. So, right now, when as believers, when we come into that place, there is a blood of sprinkling that is sprinkling over us, which is the blood of Jesus Christ. First Peter, chapter one, verse two. He says that verse one: Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Asia, and Bithynia. Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. And sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace unto you and peace be multiplied. the blood of Jesus Christ so when you read Hebrews chapter 12 the verse 22 by ye are come unto Mount Zion unto the city of the living God the heavenly Jerusalem to an innumerable company of angels to the general assembly and church of the firstborn which are written in heaven and to God, the judge of all and to the spirits of just men made perfect and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. So the blood of sprinkling. Now, why do we see these things happening? You will realize that even in the tabernacle tabernacle of Moses you will see pictures of the different kind of blood you will see that on the table of showbread there was the wine that contains the the, the, the cup that contains the red wine and the bread that's the 12 loaves of bread that was there and also there was the blood which was sprinkled the mercy seat and here Jesus in his resurrected state he said before he died he showed us and also you remember that at the the, the altar at the brazen altar there was one another blood that was poured out on the brazen altar which was offered for the sins of the people and was offered for the for the burning as an incense, as a sin offering, and also there was another blood that was sprinkled in the Holy of Holies, on the that was poured on the mercy seat, and there was the blood that was also sprinkled on the people, and also there was the the the, 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 the cup of blessing, or there was a cup that was being taken, that was placed on the table of showbread. So all these, Jesus fulfilled all these. But first of all, the blood of Jesus being the blood that he offered on the cross on Calvary, which speaks of the the blood that was poured even on the brazen altar. And he showed us the Holy Communion, which is our participation in him, which is the blood, the, the one that we find on the table of showbread. It is our participation in the blood of Christ which is the cup of blessing which we bless. And we see the blood of sprinkling which is coming from the from from the Holy of Holies. The blood of sprinkling. And you know the blood of sprinkling it comes out when the high priest has gone in and has come out. That, That is when he sprinkles the blood of sprinkling. And that is also what we see the blood that Jesus, the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, or the blood of Jesus Christ, after he has entered into the Holy of Holies in the heavenlies, and he comes out. When he came out, he offered his blood of sprinkling eternally, continuously, to sprinkle on our behalf. And He, he the blood of Jesus Christ, which he poured also in the heavenly sanctuary for us. Beloved of God, Understanding this gives us a certain kind of disposition, knowing that when we enter into the Holy of Holies, or when we enter into the holy place, of which now the veil has been torn, we have access to that blood by partaking in the blood of Christ. And whenever you sin and you feel you are unworthy, you can contact the blood of Jesus The blood of Jesus Christ which is sprinkling over us washing our blood washing our sins but when you partake in the blood of Christ by means of the Holy Communion you are partaking in the life that is running through the resurrected Christ and running through the entire body of Christ hallelujah give God praise Keloomba rana do shaki da do